Hey listener, welcome to the Comic Relief Podcast. Hope you survived the experience. The Comic Relief Podcast is an unscripted discussion about the pop culture surrounding comic books with your hosts, Uncanny Thomas Logue and Mighty Michael Moran. All right, welcome ladies and gentlemen. Today we are talking Trinity. Yes, even though the recent Warner Brothers movie is called Batman versus Superman, we are talking Batman, Superman, Wonder Woman, and what the heck, the Justice League. We're going to we're going to be throwing it all in here. Your host, Michael Moreno, and with me as always is my co-host and partner in crime, Thomas Logue. How you doing, Tom? Doing good. How's it going, man? Feeling very going. super. Feeling super? I'm feeling very batty. Batty? <laughs> oh, you could have said I'm feeling wonderful, though. Yeah. Oh, that's true. That's true. Well, you know, in the in the editing, you can just uh, you can just edit that out. This is what happens when we try to improv. We're not very good at it. <laughs> not very good. <laughs> we at need all. notes. <laughs> <laughs> so we're doing this on the fly, obviously. Here, you can, as you can tell by the uh, uh, by our little discussion here. What we're gonna do, folks, is we're gonna do something similar that we did with uh, Deadpool. We're gonna give you a quick rundown of the characters, as if you needed a rundown of, of who Superman and Batman and Wonder Woman were. And then we're going to jump into the uh, the Batman versus Superman Dawn of Justice movie discussion, which should be interesting. And as, as, a, as a disclaimer here, um, the second half of this podcast, when we do jump into the, the, the movie discussion, there will be major spoilers in detail. In talking to other people, you know what's really funny about the movie is everybody knows the movie already even before seeing it. It's, it's like spoilers were thrown out of the window over the weekend people that haven't seen the movie hadn't seen the movie didn't want to see the movie they already knew everything about it and they were okay with it which is really really weird strange to me this whole movie is strange anyways we'll, we'll get into that here in a minute um let's first of all talk about superman you have to start with superman he's the Absolutely. iconic one he is the granddaddy of the superhero genre the first the alpha faster than a speeding bullet more powerful than a locomotive and able to leap tall buildings in a single bound. It's Superman. Uh, created by writer Jerry Siegel and artist Joel uh, Joe Schuster. Uh, he first appeared in Action Comics number one way back in 1938. Right, which is crazy. Very old. Yeah, dude. He's been around for a while. <laughs> So Superman hails from the planet Krypton. We all know the original story. Uh, planet's blowing up. Uh, Mom and Dad send him, put him on a rocket ship. Yep, and send him on course into space to planet Earth. On Krypton, his name is Cal El. That's his Kryptonian birth name. When he arrives at Earth, he crash lands in smack dab in the middle of Kansas and is raised by Martha Kent and Kevin Costner. I mean, Pa Kent. <laughs> it's like Kevin Costner. Oh, wait a minute. <laughs> he lands in Smallville, Kansas. Uh, he moves to Metropolis where he works at the Daily Planet. These are all things that we all know, right? Did you know that Superman's been retconned more times than probably any superhero out there. That I did not know. I mean, I knew he became quote-unquote more powerful. It used to be he just jumped, but then eventually he had the ability to fly. 
Yes. It used to be that he had uh, decent strength. I mean, he could lift cars. He had the strength of, uh, I don't remember how many men, but a few men. He was he was fast and he couldn't fly. He could jump. And originally, he could leap about the length of a mile. That was kind of a shtick. But in the 1940s, uh, the, the Fleischer brothers, uh, they artists over at, uh, at DC, they, they found it really annoying to keep drawing him jumping. Yeah. So they just said, hey, can we just make this guy fly? And... <laughs> Voila. That's actually pretty cool. I did not know that. Yeah. Yeah. Dropping knowledge. And and you know what I always always heard was, um, what I remember growing up hearing was that the gravity was different on Krypton, right? That it was much stronger on Krypton. So when he got here to to Earth, he was much more powerful because the gravity wasn't as strong, right? So imagine if we, if there were people living on the moon, you go up there, there is no gravity on the moon. Yeah. It looks like your jumps can go as, as long as you can go. So I always thought that was the origin of Superman's powers was the difference in gravity and, and, and it was a strength. But they reckoned that. Originally it was. Originally it was. And then they reckoned that. I don't remember when. I don't have those notes. Uh but they reckon that to change it to simply have powers derived from our yellow sun, which is kind of the – That's yeah. the one I always knew. I did not know the uh, gravity one either. I, that's so funny, man, because growing up, I always thought it was his super strength came from the difference in gravity. Uh, Superman has been given a ton of abilities. I mean he is – you want to talk overpowered? Superman has is, is the most overpowered character in comics, and that's both <laughs> – <laughs> he is, he is. He, oh, yeah, I agree. And that's both a blessing and a curse because it's difficult to write someone like that. Superman, he has the abilities we all know. He can fly. He's super strong. He's super fast. I mean, his his speed kind of rivals the Flash. They've raced a bunch of times. He's super intelligent. He has super sensitive hearing and vision, x-ray vision, as a matter of fact. Heat vision, freeze breath. He's invulnerable. I mean, it's just, it's almost unfair. You know, if, if we were playing some sort of an RPG and you're creating this character at some point, you're like, dude, stop, stop power gaming. <laughs> Stop power gaming, man. You're getting ridiculous here. Because, I mean, literally, like, his only real weakness is, uh, what is it, like a red sun, which, you know, how often do you find that? Uh, It's kryptonite, which is, you would think it'd be extremely rare, but apparently Lex Luthor has, like, a lifetime supply of it. Oh, he he makes armor uh, (laughs) made out of kryptonite. Out of it, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And then there's magic, which is actually not very uh, predominant in the DC universe. So there is very little that can technically put a stop to Superman. He does have his weaknesses, but ultimately he's he's too overpowered. How many times do you have to ride of somebody, you know, creating a kryptonite bullet or something? That's always going to be in the works with Superman stories, and that's kind of a bummer. It is what it is. He's Superman. He's he gets away with it because he was the first. And he's also gets away with it because he's such a Boy Scout. You want him to kind of win because he yeah. represents everything that is supposed to be good. Yes, and that's that's something that I think that they've really struggled with, and that Marvel has done really well character wise is Captain America right Right. he's the boy scout he holds up the the American flag shield and he fights for truth justice and the American way right I mean they've, they've done it very well they've turned a very cheesy character like Captain America into a relevant character who still holds his same morals and ideals and, and patriotism and all that Marvel's done really well both in the comics and in the movies DC not so much I don't think they know what to do with, with that boy scout kind of an aspect of of Superman. Agreed. Like most good characters, uh, you know, Superman has his supporting cast yep. that he 
that he kind of keeps around and has to save and give him his humanity. Um, he has, for example, his adoptive parents, uh, Jonathan and Martha Kent, who in the books, uh, not so much in the movies, really give him his moral compass, his beliefs, his humanity, his ideals, very middle America sort of grounded ideals, you know? Yeah. Um, not so much in Man of Steel, though. No, or uh, Dawn of Justice, either. Dawn of Justice. They're like, yeah, you don't know these guys anything, man. You don't have to do this. When she's like, <laughs> go be what they want you to be, like a god. And I'm like, yeah, well, that's, that's like kind of feeding his ego a little much. <laughs> yeah. It's like his, his dad is telling him, or, or uh, John, Jonathan Kent is telling him like, man, you should be hiding. You, should, you, don't, you don't need to do this. Don't, don't, you know, like put it away. Yeah. His mom's like, go be a god. Yeah. <laughs> Dude's <laughs> conflicted as all hell, man. <laughs> then you also have the people that he works with over at the uh, Daily Planet. Uh, um, Lois Lane, of course, is a love interest since day one. A reporter over at, at the Daily Planet. Jimmy Olsen, also a photographer. Did you know Jimmy Olsen was in the movie? No, I didn't catch him. He, he was he in was, Dawn of Justice? He was in Dawn of Justice. I'll tell you where he was in Dawn of Justice once once we get out to that point. Um, or do you want me to just tell you? Spoilers. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Because I know okay. I know he's in, or uh, Amy Adams as Lois Lane is in uh, the Daily Planet like a lot, but I didn't catch where Jimmy Olsen was. Jimmy Olsen, do you remember the, um, the terror? scene at the beginning of the movie yeah 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 yeah. he gets shot he's he's killed that was that's Jimmy. him that's him <laughs> the the cia thing yep the guy with the camera the photographer oh <laughs> that certainly takes a dark turn you know what was funny in that scene is i was waiting for superman to come in and save everybody no not so <laughs> not so not much so much jimmy olsen okay to kill hold yeah, on he's... you're about to kill my love interest yeah let me fly in there i'll be right there right <laughs> he was Superman was on the other side of the earth counting. He was like, that's three, four, five. Lois! <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then, of course, we have uh, uh, Perry White. Perry White's the editor of the Daily Planet. Um, there are also other characters that don't necessarily come out in the movie, but are, are common threads. Um, other Kryptonians, such as uh, Supergirl. Um, very, very good show on the on the CW right now, in, in danger of being canceled. But Is she on C- Is it CW? Oh, no, it's not. It's, it's the one show that's not on the CW. Yeah. Ugh, I, was like, I was like, if it's on CW, I would not worry about it ever being canceled. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's it's not on the CW, unfortunately. They had the crossover, the Flash, and then Crypto the Superdog. Yeah, we haven't. He in the New Fifty Two, he actually appears in Superboy, but don't really see him in <laughs> Superman, and so, he's not in the movie, right? Like, I didn't no, miss that, did I? He wasn't the dog no. shot. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. I, I was always kind of down on Crypto the Superdog because, I mean, obviously he's, you know, they're, they're just exploiting, you know, they're exploiting Superman. They're just throwing more and more uh, Kryptonian characters out there. But when I read into Crypto and found his origin, uh, do you know the origin of Crypto? Not all of it. So when when, <laughs> when Superman's dad, uh, Jor-El, was testing rocket prototypes for his son to be shot off, one of the rocket prototypes was uh, the family dog. Oh, nice. That's very no, that nice of his father. <laughs> but that does kind of make sense, right? You know, his first live testing of the rocket's uh, life form in it was the, <laughs> the family dog. So at least it makes, it gives it a good reason as why Crypto the Super Dog even exists. Well, so I was okay with that. Isn't there like a plethora of super, like there's a super horse and all this other stuff too? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. There's, 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 there's all kinds. There's like a Justice League animals. 
so I just dug it up. It's Beepo, Comet the Super Horse, Crypto, Proddy, and Streaky the Super Cat. Streaky the Super Cat. Yeah. 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 So Crypto the Super Dog and his amazing friends. DC's been around for a long time, dude. Really? Really? <laughs> <laughs> you know, they can't all be home runs, but you got to swing. You got to swing at them, you know? Yep. Characters are defined by their enemies, right? And Superman's major antagonist is Lex Luthor. Alexander Joseph Luthor, billionaire businessman, CEO and founder of LexCorp. He's basically Batman if Batman Batman was evil. Do you know the story about his baldness? I don't. In 1960, uh, Jerry Siegel expanded on Luther's origins and motives, uh, revealing him to be a, a childhood friend of Superman. And he uh, lost his hair when a fire destroyed his lab back in high school. I guess he had a lab. A fire that he blamed on the teenage Superman, on Superboy, uh, who was trying to save him. And since then, uh, he's been trying to kill Superman because of that. That's kind of weird that it was a fire. Because like, every time you see him, it's not like he has any... Uh like scars no. like his like his head does not look disfigured like it was burned it just looks like he's bald you know what i mean there's no disfigurement as to why there's hair loss it'd make more sense if it was like some kind of like chemical reaction to something that's weird i prefer like the current continuity of, of uh, kind of a jealous luthor he's he's a megalomaniac and a billionaire and this dude is just showing up with his muscles and his bright costume and taking all the chicks yeah, so, it's kind of a brain versus brawn yes definitely definitely one of superman's other major villains is uh general zod another kryptonian banished to the phantom zone kind of has a similar power set to superman he's been portrayed as both kind of a warlord right kind of a guy the thing about superman is superman was really never trained in in combat no because i mean he was sent off as a kid imagine superman if superman was raised as a, a warrior yeah and that that's general zod final uh villain we're going to talk about and, and relevant to the movie of course is doomsday the ultimate killing machine, machine indeed so doomsday came to fame Back in the 90s during the death of Superman, yep, which was all over the news, all over the TV. Most people still brag about having that black bagged comic still in the bag. You have it. You have the black and the white one? I have both. I ha- and I bought two of the black one. So I have oh. one that still remained unopened and I had one that I opened to actually look at and read. Even though I wasn't reading Superman at the time, I wanted to read what the big deal was. <laughs> like, what could kill Superman? Everybody everybody had two or three of those. Are those worth any money? Do you know? No. Like, if you go to mycomicshop.com, I think it was worth like uh, $15. And that's still bagged. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's still bagged in good condition and everything. Yeah. So, I mean, if you CGC it or whatever, you know, get it sealed, signed, and delivered and all that, it might be worth more. It might be worth what you pay to have it graded. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) And that's what's weird. Like, how do you CGC that? Because it's in the bag. You just CGC the bag. No tears in the bag? Yeah. 9.8. Well, that was a problem, right? It was such a spectacle. They made so many. People bought two and three copies because they were... It is the Beanie Baby effect. Everyone thought they they were going to be valuable, so everybody bought them and everybody have them. Yeah, and that's the problem now, the market it's flooded with all these people who have it and now it's not worth anything because everyone has a copy what makes a comic valuable is when someone doesn't have it yep i mean i read through the funeral for a friend and all that it was it was cool i mean not i'm not a huge fan but i it, it was it was a spectacle yeah that was kind of 
really what it was. And I mean, they brought him back, so it didn't of, really matter. Of course. Anything. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but anyways, Doomsday, Doomsday is, he's a very cool villain. He's beaten Darkseid, which goes and tells you something. Wow. And there's a lot about Doomsday I didn't know. Doomsday is considered to be the ultimate killing machine. He is an ancient Kryptonian creature. Doomsday was a creature that their their race went extinct. Bioengineers brought back, think Jurassic Park. That's yes. exactly what I was about to say. Welcome to Jurassic Park. <laughs> yes, exactly. It, it's Jurassic Park. Someone Jurassic Park Doomsday back to life. Think T-Rex. They're the ultimate killing machine. Except if they genetically engineered this killing machine to never die, to get better. So every time Doomsday is killed, he comes back stronger. He essentially crash landed on Earth after he was jettisoned by, I believe it was the Lantern Corps, I, I could be mistaken, tied up in his in his restraints from the last species or, or alien life that apprehended him and just destroyed the, uh, the Justice League. Still half tied up. He's a very, very, very cool, threatening villain. And for someone like Superman that needs super-powered villains, he's the one. So that kind of rounds out who Superman is, his characters, his power set, his origins, his his villains, his antagonists. Now let's get to probably my, my favorite comic book character of... Um, I don't want to say my favorite of all time because... Wait, 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 wait. We're going to talk yeah. about Adam X? <laughs> no. <laughs> We're not talking about Nomad either. <laughs> only only you guess. could bring only you could bring up Adam X in a Batman versus Superman <laughs> discussion. That movie was so extreme. <laughs> so it, it's hard to categorize favorites, right? Of, of course, as, as some of you may know, and Thomas knows, Gambit's my favorite character. But Batman is just beyond comics. Most recognizable character, second only to Superman in the world. You could have never, you could not even know what comic books are, and you know the bat symbol and the cow and who Batman is. Without even reading comics, you'd know who it is, but it's like Spider Man. It's Batman's yes. very iconic, has a very particular look, and the symbols you can just recognize. That's really weird if you think about it. Like Superman has a very unique kind of look with the colors and that symbol on his chest. Batman has a very unique look and the symbol on his chest, and then Spider Man has a very unique look and that symbol on his chest yeah that's weird yes very much so if you were to do the mount rushmore of uh superheroes the the top three batman superman spider-man yeah you can argue you can argue the fourth that could be wonder woman it could be hulk it could be adam x (laughs) if you are if it's me up there carving if you you allow thomas up there with dynamite then you might put adam x up there but batman superman spider-man are the top three are the top three Easily. Easily. Batman was created because of Superman. Because Superman was so successful, was such a hit, DC needed another superhero, and they needed its stat. So they turned to uh, Bill Finger and Bob. Well, actually, Bob Kane came up with the concept. Uh, his original, and this is the whole story with Bob Kane and Bill Finger, right? There's a huge controversy because Bob Kane essentially took all of the credit for creating Batman, when in, uh. in actuality, he came up with the concept of Batman, right? He was in charge of coming up with the concept of a second superhero his his original designs were were garbage they took the creative mind of bill finger to give us the batman that we know and love now yeah and the it's taken appearance a, yeah the appearance of batman and it's taken us this long to finally give the poor guy credit with superman we've always given jerry siegel and joel schuster you know the the, the cool duo credit. dual credit uh bob kane was always adamant about 
it being his character. He he never he didn't really want to share credit. They finally started even in the new Batman versus Superman movie. They they give Bill Finger credit, not full credit. I think it's like created by Bob Kane with Bill Finger or something like that. But it's it's definitely a step in the right direction. Batman's first appearance was in Detective Comics number twenty seven in nineteen thirty nine. So that's that's uh, almost a full year after Superman's first appearance. And Bruce Wayne is the secret identity. He's a billionaire. He's a, a CEO and owner of Wayne Industries, a philanthropist, an inventor, a genius scientist. He's the world's greatest detective. He's overpowered in the on the brain side. I mean, that's that's his thing is you can't beat Batman because he's always 10 steps ahead. He thinks of everything. If a fight starts in the middle of the city and ends up in the ocean, he he's going to have shark repellent on him. Oh, yeah. Trust me. <laughs> he's going to have shark repellent. Hand me down the shark repellent bat spray. Just and then when the case. shark falls in the water, it'll blow up like a bomb. <laughs> <laughs> he's ready for it. Uh, he's also in peak physical form. He's He doesn't have any superpowers. We all know this. But he's a, a black belt and a, a master of over a hundred different types of uh, martial arts. He's a very, very exceptional fighter. <laughs> Whatever the story needs him to be a master of, he will be that. Yes. <laughs> it's very, very true. The cool thing about uh, Bruce and Batman is his tech. If he can put it into the shape of a bat symbol, he will. He has it. So some of some of his more famous ones, of course, are the the Batmobile. Everybody knows the Batmobile itself is a character in the movies, right? You 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 want to know yes. what the Batmobile is going to look like in this movie. It's his own character, Batmobile. If you get a Batwing, that's that's very exciting. Batwings are awesome. His Bat Cycle, you know, it's always cool to see him get hop on a motorcycle, a Bat Boat. If you get a Bat Boat, you're probably three movies into the <laughs> <laughs> into the franchise. You know. What's funny is that they there was actually a character named Batwing uh, for DC. Was there really? Yeah, there was. Was he was he Batman franchise related? Yes. Way back in the other podcast, we talked about it. He was a dude that was in like South Africa. Right, you're right. Yes, Batwing. You said he liked you liked how the story started, and then he just up and quit. Yeah, he up and quit so that they could move a new Batwing character to basically Gotham, and it was just became Batman Light. That's right. That's right. But anyway, carry on. Batcopter, Batboat, Batcycle, Batunicycle, whatever he, whatever, whatever, he, yeah. whatever he needs, it's there. Yeah. Bat roller skates, I have them. <laughs> <laughs> like Iron Man? Like Iron Man. <laughs> but Batman's would probably actually still be somehow better than Iron Man's. Oh, yeah, for sure. Absolutely. They'd have like little shoot string things that come out and tangle the other roller skates. <laughs> Of the person in front of him dislodge like the little stopper at the front of the roller skate and use it as bolas. Yeah. <laughs> Shoots batarangs. <laughs> Speaking of batarangs, that's another one of his uh, gadgets tech that he has is yes. uh, Batman's utility belt. He was like the master of the fanny pack, basically. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. He had his keys, his chapstick. All shaped like little bats. It's a utility belt. Yeah. <laughs> it's not a fanny pack. Um, and then, of course, the the grapple gun. It's basically his mode of transportation a lot of times on the rooftop. I mean, it's it's his web shooters, really. Yeah. Yeah, since he can't fly. Yeah. Yep. yeah. <laughs> some of his supporting characters. We'll, we'll talk about some of the Robins. I mean, he's known for having... <laughs> Would you say he has a plethora of Robins? 
El Guapo, what is a plethora? He's had he's had a few Robins, and if he's had a few Robins die on him as well, he's really got to be more careful <laughs> with his teenage sidekicks. <laughs> You'd think at some point he would go, this is a bad idea. <laughs> or maybe I need to train him a little more. Maybe he needs to stop letting kids hang out with him while he's going out. <laughs> kind of creepy. Um, the reason that, that Robin was created in the first place is really interesting. So a lot of people think that they just needed a sidekick for the teenage viewers to, or reader, I'm sorry, to relate to. But that's not really the case. Uh Bill Finger didn't want to keep he got tired of writing inner monologue for Batman constantly thinking because he was kind of a prowler he didn't have anyone to talk to he created a sidekick for him to talk to and kind of bounce ideas off and help the story move along first Robin he created was Dick Grayson the the OG Robin right what I do like about uh, Dick Grayson is that he's come around full circle and is coming on his own he's Nightwing which is what, one of my favorite DC characters Jason Todd was the second Robin let's just get this out of the way and say that hey nobody stays dead in comics right right so Jason Todd killed but not really not really but Jason Todd was killed in a crazy way though because DC did a phone in and vote should we kill him or should we not kill him there was an ad in the comic that said hey for the next you know for the to end the story arc the, the readers decide do we kill Robin or does Batman save Robin and the readers decided overwhelmingly to kill Jason Todd that was the uh, death in the family story arc very famous for having Jason killed or Robin killed now he didn't really die though spoilers he becomes the red hood he gets a little angsty a little teenage angsty like he you know he, he'll listen to his lincoln park and and <laughs> skulk and then put on the red hood and go out and nobody understands him well you know dying and coming back really messes you up <laughs> uh, third robin is tim drake who also became his own character he became the the red robin yeah and he's generally uh the leader of the uh, teen titans or titans or whatever version of the name they have yep. teen slash titans then you have stephanie brown she's one i don't know i don't know her very well either she is the fourth robin and she started off as a character spoiler that's that's not a spoiler that's her name is spoiler oh wait she's the one who like her dad is like into shady stuff and she finds out is that her that is a villain yes yeah i know she is now she, she became, has like a purple costume if i'm not mistaken so yep as the spoiler she does yeah okay yeah i know she is she became robin uh then they killed her the second Robin to die, but not really. <laughs> the second Robin to not really die. Uh, but then she comes back as Batgirl. Which is weird. Back as Batgirl, yeah. So she kind of transitions from being her own character to becoming a Robin to becoming Batgirl. And then now I think her latest incarnation is back to being spoiler. So she's kind of... Yeah, that's who she is in New 52. She's spoiler. Right, we're not done yet, though. There's the fifth Robin, Damian Wayne. He is uh, the son of Bruce and Talia Al Ghul. He has some some mixed some mixed feelings, some mixed reviews on Damien. I didn't care for him. He was too much of a punk, I guess. Like the way he was written. Very mouthy. I, I actually kind of liked him. I liked him. He was Naturally. a bit of an annoying, <laughs> yeah, right? He was a bit of an annoying brat, but he backed it up. I mean, he was a stone cold killer. Yeah, he was ruthless. He was ruthless, right? Yeah. So if, if he was if he was mouthy and if he was a brat and then he would get punked, then I probably wouldn't have liked him so much. But he talked and backed it up, which I, I, I liked. And they killed him. Is he still dead? Uh, in the New 52, he was around. He died, but I think he is back. 
I think. Oh, the third uh, dead Robin we have. So Batman, Batman's got leaving a trail of uh, <laughs> dead birds. Dead birds behind. Uh, the next one is Harper Row. I, I, I don't know Harper Row too well. I'm not familiar with her. She was a Robin who did not take on the. Uh, she took the role of the sidekick, but did not take the name Robin. She t- she took the name of Bluebird. She was the first Robin not to be named Robin. So I know. I don't think you've watched it. I know why this reminds me of it. So you remember the bat thumb thing? <laughs> yes. <laughs> the sidekick that Bat Thumb takes is a dude named Blue Jay. I must go. Good luck, Bat Thumb. Bat Thumb! Oh, thank goodness I found you. <laughs> what do you need, son? I'm Blue Jay, Bat Thumb's sidekick. I don't have a sidekick. Oh, yes. And his name is Blue Jay. Go away. But I'm your assistant. I work alone. Oh, yeah? Ready for duty, Bat Thumb. <laughs> I've never seen this kid before in my life. Yeah, right. Yeah. Okay. See you back at the nest, Blue Jay. It's a joke. Someone's playing a joke on me. It's not. Go away. <laughs> Go to YouTube and look up Bat Thumb for anyone who's listening and interested. <laughs> After you finish listening to the podcast, please. Yes. Unless you're already bored. <laughs> it's a three-hour Batman in thumb version. <laughs> it's only 20 minutes. It's actually shorter than this podcast. We're already like at an oh, hour. <laughs> yeah, we are. <laughs> All right. So the final Robin is uh, Carrie Kelly, which is funny because she was the first female Robin, but because of the story that she came out in, she was the first final Robin because she came out in the um, Dark Knight Return storyline which predated all the other female Robins but because the Batman Returns was kind of set in the future where Batman's older she is the um, his final Robin his last Robin I believe she grows up to become uh, Catgirl very interesting uh, if you guys haven't read the the Dark Knight Returns I highly recommend it she's essentially a a fan of Batman's and kind of just joins them in mid-battle and Batman's just kind of cool with it uh, that's weird like he's had all these dead Robins and this one just shows up and he's like oh all right, let's go. Imagine a 13-year-old girl comes and saves your butt and you're out there fighting like neo-Nazi skinheads and you're like, all right, cool. Let's hang out, 13-year-old girl. This isn't yeah. creepy at all. Meet me in the bat van. Yeah, take it for what it is. She's still cool. I, <laughs> I, I like her character. Um, then, of course, everybody knows Alfred, his butler, his father figure. Commissioner Gordon, you know, the star of the, the Fox's Gotham. Uh, he's basically the older non-superhero version of Batman. Although, after the events of Convergence... He does dress up as a bat. Oh, he's in the bat armor. Right. Yeah. He's in the... Uh, the bunny suit. Yeah, in the bunny suit. <laughs> the Playboy bunny suit. <laughs> Batman's enemies, look, there's way too many to list. You guys all know them. He has he has the best rogues gallery in, in all of media. Comics, movies, TV shows. I mean, we can do a, a separate podcast on... Batman, Batman villains. villains. <laughs> yeah. The Joker, Two-Face, Penguin... Uh, Killer Croc, Harley Quinn. I mean, you go on and on and on and on. So the final, the final of the the Trinity here that we're going to talk about, last but definitely not least, is Wonder Woman. And honestly, she's the one that I know probably the least about. What? Yeah, 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 yeah. I I can't honestly say that I grew up as a huge Wonder Woman fan or or anything like that. You did not watch Wonder Woman, the Linda Carter show? No. What? You know, I wasn't. I was. I watched those those 
70s and 80s shows, but I, I, to be honest with you, I didn't really like them. Wonder Woman, Spider-Man, the Hulk, even Lou Ferrigno's Hulk. The special effects just weren't there. No, they weren't, but I'm going to be honest. I was a teenager when I was watching Wonder Woman, and I was not watching it because I really liked the character. I was watching it because I found Linda Carter very attractive in that outfit. So Princess Diana of, how do you pronounce it? We will argue about how to pronounce that name. I don't even, I I always say Thimskara. No, that's wrong. See? (laughs) <laughs> just kidding. And I always Dwight. say Themyscira, but I know there's. I'm putting too many too many letters in there. So it's kind of like the Fabian the Ziska thing. Yeah, <laughs> I'm just putting letters in there. Z's How and Z's would you there. pronounce that? Uh, Wonder Woman is very interesting. Uh, her origins are very interesting. Actually, I was not aware of any of this. So. She was created by an American psychologist and writer, William Moulton Marston, uh, and and drawn by H.G. Uh, Peters. So Wonder Woman definitely came about in the you know around the time of the women's live movement, right? The women's liberation movement. There was this uh, psychologist and his wife and their polyamorous friend, and he kind of uh, modeled them after the, his two lovers interesting that i did not know he definitely appreciated the strong liberated woman and wrote wonder woman in in that that sort of a light of course she comes from uh the the amazon where it's basically a a tribe of women there's no men her abilities are typical of those uh overpowered dc uh characters they all fly (laughs) <laughs> everyone except batman no real reason why wonder woman flies she just kind of does um i mean you kind of expect a superhuman strength and speed and reflexes and fighting abilities and and, and all that that that's cool but she she just flies too and she has an invisible jet for whatever reason I mean, for when she, she doesn't want to fly <laughs> yeah for when she doesn't want to fly um she is a trained warrior though that's i mean that's where she gets her her fighting abilities from she is a trained uh, master of hand-to-hand combat uh amazonian weapons she has those the the indestructible bracelets uh the lasso of truth lately she's been kind of depicted of having the sword and the shield yes um, uh, here's another cool thing her lasso of truth the the gentleman that created her uh, william moulton marston he's the inventor of the polygraph oh yeah. So that's the lasso of truth tie-in. The lasso of truth tie-in, yeah. I just assumed after you told me what it was that it had to do with bondage. (laughs) (laughs) It probably had a little bit of that as well. Wonder Woman's another one of those tough characters to to write as well. She doesn't have the extensive uh, rogue gallery like Batman and Superman do. I wonder if there was like a a problem of how do we write a villain for a woman? You know, I still think there may have been like that stigma towards women back in the day so they kind of didn't have someone like doomsday fight wonder woman because back in the day they're like oh no 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 we can't have a woman fighting this big powerful creature uh thankfully she has returned to her you know strong amazonian greek goddess type roots which is is really cool they're they're doing her some justice recently in the new 52 um aries dies and basically she becomes the goddess of war oh that's awesome it's it's a really 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 good storyline Really, yeah, really good. I've, yeah, I've heard you talking about it, man. You, <laughs> that, that's good to hear. I, I like hearing that uh, they're doing uh, her some justice. And uh, what we're going to do now is we're going to allow you to hit pause, uh, use the restroom, get a drink, get another cup of coffee, because we're about to jump into Batman versus Superman. Dawn of Justice. 
All right, so now let's talk about what everybody came here for, Batman versus Superman. Holy Prius car spoilers. The following section of this podcast contains many, 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 many spoilers. We are not going to hold back. We're going to discuss the movie, so move forward at your own risk. So did you like it? I was actually pleasantly surprised. Were you really? I was expecting much worse. I'm going to tell you that. I wasn't expecting way worse. The beginning of it's very, very slow. Once again, we get we get another origin story in Batman versus Superman. Yes. Uh, at least this one's nice and quick, right? It's in the opening credits. It does kind of set up the um, the rest of the movie. Like they, I get, I get it. They had to do it. They had to do it because of events that happen towards the end of the movie, and the audience has to know for the sake of the movie. I get it. But we all know that Batman's and his parents as a child, young young Bruce Wayne, were coming out of the movie theater and were shot cold blood and cry now we all know that let's let's move on with our lives and that's how the movie opens and they, they did it well no i mean no no real complaints other than uh, we already know this but cool this is an interesting movie after seeing this movie i am so conflicted the fanboy in me liked it but the uh, the non-fanboy in me did not right as a spectacle i liked batman i liked superman i liked wonder woman it was a spectacle in my in, in my own opinion was not a very good movie at all man i think a lot of the the strong backlash and criticism came from expectations for these characters already set in years and years and years and years of mythology uh, they missed the mark on a lot of things the writers did the director did uh zach schneider so so i don't know it's it's interesting because when i hear someone say that they hated it i'll defend the movie but when i hear someone say that they loved it I'll immediately go into a tirade about everything that was wrong with the movie. There's, there's, oh, there's no middle ground in it for me, man. It's so weird. What did you think? Uh, so I went in with really, 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 really low expectations because uh, I had so many problems with um, Superman, Man of Steel. Like I was like, there is so much wrong with this movie. You're basically doing all this destruction. You're killing thousands of people in all these buildings that you're toppling left and right. So I had a big problem with that. I was like, this is not Superman. Superman would take the fight to the desert or somewhere where his Boy Scoutness would say, "Hey, I have to save these people, not just stop." You know, yeah. General Zod. And I, and I didn't see that. So I was like, "Oh, this Superman Man of Steel is not the Superman I'm expecting." So then going into Dawn of Justice, I actually like that they took one of my biggest complaints with Superman Man of Steel and did something with it. You know, we see that Dawn of Justice, aside from the the brief opening of Batman's origin again, we see um, Bruce Wayne driving towards Metropolis while this fight is happening. And we're seeing the consequences. We're seeing these people who, you know, like, for example, the guy where the beam lands on his legs and he can't feel his legs. We're seeing repercussions of that fight. It wasn't just like, all these buildings are falling down left and right. It looks so beautiful. It, it's great for the visual effect with no repercussions. At least in this movie, we're seeing that. So that that made me actually appreciate this movie more, that they took one of my biggest complaints and actually said, not that they probably listened to me, but they probably, uh, you know, they, they did this thing where they said, there were repercussions from this fight. This is like some of the lives that were impacted. Like that little girl, you know, where's your mom? And she points up and half the building's just gone. Yeah, yeah that, that was that was a, you got to give credit where credit's due, man. They, they definitely heard the voice and the complaints of the fans and they addressed the, biggest issue people had with man of steel 
and basically they built off that. So this yeah. movie definitely feels like uh, Superman, Man yes. of Steel 2. So just based on that alone, at the end of the movie, they go and do the same thing. They they dist- That is true. <laughs> they go into mass destruction. And granted, they, they went way out of their way, which I thought was really funny, to say that they were on Strikers Island. It's uninhabited. And... Then they took Doomsday back to Gotham, and it was like, oh, but it's uh, it's after hours. Everybody's at home right now. And come on, dude. Yeah, and that that was kind of weird because they took him away, and then they brought him back. And the reason was because there's a weapon that can destroy him. Like, why doesn't Superman just fly and go? Get, well, I guess he couldn't because of the uh, kryptonite. But I mean, one of the he things. Anyway. That I, yeah, he did anyway. But one of the things I thought was really weird about that end fight. Is like they're like, oh, Doomsday feeds off energy. So what do they do? They throw them into that freaking power plant thing that explodes like five of these power tanks, and he's like, like absorbing all this energy. I was like, so if you know he feeds off energy, why are you throwing him into something where he can absorb energy? There's a lot of complaints. So before we before we jump into all the all that stuff, let's talk. I want to kind of start this off on on a more positive note, right? What did you like? about the movie what what did they what did they get right so one of the things i liked is like the the opening for the batman origin i actually liked how they did it it was brief it was quick in case someone doesn't know who batman is you're you get the gist of who he is really quick bruce's parents where he where his his father uh oh my god what's his father's name thomas wayne oh my god it's your freaking name Uh, i'm (laughs) easy to forget like that (laughs) so thomas wayne says you know his last words are his of his wife you know he says martha and there's a reason for that yeah i would have totally forgot that that was her name and I didn't even realize that Superman's name, his mom's name was Martha. I've always yeah. known them as Ma and Pa Kent. Like when they're right? writing it, they're like, oh, my God. Look yes. at this coincidence. That's exactly <laughs> what I'm thinking. Like I'm, I'm picturing Zack Snyder laying in bed, just kind of, you know, mulling things over in his head. And then realizing, connecting the dots and just like standing, like sitting straight up like The Undertaker. Like, <laughs> Boom. That's it. Yes. Both, <laughs> dude, their moms are both named Martha. Getting on the phone and, you know, calling the other writers and stuff. I, I picture it. If you want to snap batman into reality or if you want to throw him for a loop parents. throw his parents name out there yep. yeah him stopping from killing superman at the very last second because superman brings up martha i was okay with that i thought batman overall was done very well ben affleck did a killer job I, yeah i, I, I thought he was the best part of this movie actually i thought wonder Woman. well no tied tied because i really liked wonder woman's character like when she shows up in the fight against doomsday agreed ah uh, she was bad i'll agree with you i'll agree with you 100 on that ben affleck has bruce wayne doing detective work going to parties setting up his little uh spy gear and going to fight clubs and doing all the infiltration and stuff i i thought ben affleck did a killer job the the fight club thing was pretty cool too when like that dude was getting his kicked and he gets pushed back into bruce wayne and he whispers something into his ear and the guy's like what all right pop 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 wins the fight (laughs) and he looks at him like yeah (laughs) the way i perceived it he was watching the dude fight and perceiving like where his weaknesses are like since you know he's not involved in the fight you can kind of see because you know it's batman for batman all you need is like a couple minutes of watching someone and boom i've got you this first try batman uh as batman was 
perfect. The, the Frank Miller kind of a old, grizzled, burnt out. He obviously lost a Robin, <laughs> like we were yes. talking about earlier. He's yeah. lost. He's lost like three in the comics. He's lost one in the movies. I mean, you know, he's 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 burnt out. He's older. He's probably in his you know maybe mid forties, early forties, and he's not the the nice idealistic Batman he maybe was when he was starting out. Even Alfred makes reference to that. Yeah, you know that you're old and you're gonna die. <laughs> yeah, it, you know, I, and I like that Alfred. Alfred has accepted. Like, dude, I, I can't tell you anything. So yeah, you're already old. You're already set your ways. Yeah, exactly. I was okay with that. I was totally okay with it. I know a lot of people had a problem with um, Batman killing and Batman being super violent and Batman using guns it's nothing new i was completely cool with batman being as violent as he was that's the batman i want to see yeah if you remember the tim burton uh, 89 batman i mean you can go back and watch that he bat, that batman michael keaton kills a lot of villains and if you remember the um the scene where joker in the in the tim burton movie is kind of standing in front of his float after the parade and the the bat wing is flying down the 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 street he's gunning down the joker batman (laughs) is gunning down the joker of course he doesn't hit him he misses him but the batwing has uh has guns yeah one thing i really liked is um when alfred was talking about the microphone you know how he uses it to disguise uh his voice I like that he said, you know, he's testing it and he's like, there's nothing wrong with the microphone. It's this freaking armor that you're wearing now. So yeah. I like that. I like that it just didn't work. They're like, oh, you've changed your costume. Now we have to make some adjustments because it's impacting other aspects of the outfit. Yes. The voice scrambler was, uh, I'm glad they just went with that instead of yeah, trying to do your most growly yeah. voice. I'm just growling my voice. I love Alfred. I love that Alfred's just on board with whatever Batman's doing. (laughs) He just shrugs his shoulders and like, okay, yeah, yeah, do that. That's the Alfred I like. (laughs) Alfred that's down for Batman. Yeah, sure, he gives him guidance, but he doesn't get in his way too much. He's he's essentially his sidekick back at the lab, back at the Batcave. Dude, speaking of sidekicks, so imagine... I'm sure they're not going to do this. I don't know. You said sidekick, and this just totally popped in my head. So you know the little girl that we see in Dawn of Justice? If she becomes a Robin. <laughs> Dude, that, if they were smart, they would do something like that. Wouldn't that be kind of cool? Like, even if they got, like, an older actress, like, later, to basically say, you know, here she is. She's training to be a Robin. Because she's clearly lost her mom, so maybe Bruce takes her in. Dude, yeah, that would be that would work. Yeah, fan theory, fan theory. Anyway, yeah, hurry fan off. theory. That, that would actually work. They, they they were smart. They would do something like that. Because right, you got to set up the next Robin. Yeah, or they should set up the next Robin. Because we already know something happened to the previous one. Have her be like, "What happened to the other one?" And then have him be like, "I don't want to talk about it." Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> just ig- ignore the memorial in the corner. <laughs> You'll be fine. Good. Yeah, <laughs> you'll be fine. Let me just rinse off this costume. <laughs> One thing we haven't really talked about was the the actual fight itself. The, the Batman versus Superman fight. Go for Dude, it. it was awesome. Yeah, it was. It was. It was friggin' awesome. That's kind of what I was expecting. Uh, Batman hits him with a kryptonite cloud and beats the living out of Superman. Again, going back to Superman has never been trained in hand-to-hand combat. You bring Superman down, you still have a martial arts expert expert, (laughs) hand-to-hand combat expert fighter in Batman, and Superman doesn't stand a chance. No. So you know how the movie, it's it's near the opening where, I think it's near the opening, it's kind of in the beginning where the, the, Indian Ocean. the Indian Ocean, they're like, it was at the bottom of the Indian Ocean. I was like, the dude swam like 10 feet. It was <laughs> not kid. at the bottom. 
the kid and yeah. okay that there's so many problems with that as well let's let's get into this he swims he's into shallow waters went without gear he just kind of free dived and he's a kid he's, it looks like he's like a 12 year old kid you don't think to go back there maybe there's more kryptonite oh, yeah. <laughs> you might want to salvage that whole yeah at dang that point structure you excavate that whole area <laughs> I was like, and that's... it was so early too in the movie that I was like, oh man, I hope it's not going to be this kind of a movie. And it was okay, fine. We have Kryptonite. Um, Lex Luthor tries to smuggle it in, and honestly, if, for this part of the movie, I was on Lex Luthor's side. He was actually being reasonable. Yeah. And telling the U.S. government, like, hey, look, uh, this guy's pretty powerful. You might want to have some sort of a contingency plan for him. The senator was like, no. Yeah. I was like, what? <laughs> Are you serious? Well, you have the you have the silver bullet that's going to kill this werewolf. And they're like, no, let's 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 see what this werewolf can do. Dude, yeah. at least take it from him. <laughs> you yeah. have, at least have the silver bullet available, that option. If not, Superman... Another General Zod that another might Another General along. Zod. Yes. And they were like, no, no we yeah. don't need it. Yeah, that, that was another bit, too, that I was like, oh, my God. this What are you guys doing? Yes, when another fleet of Kryptonian ships comes down and <laughs> more Kryptonians <laughs> come, they'll be like, now oh, we should have made bullets out of those. Yeah. <laughs> out of that, that In hindsight, we messed up. Yeah, <laughs> I don't think I'm going to be voted senator next year. Yeah. Is that thing still in the Indian Ocean? Send another kid down there. <laughs> I don't want that stone because they use child labor, damn it. Yeah. <laughs> right? <laughs> That's the oh. only reason the senator could have possibly given and gotten yeah. away with it. That I would have said, oh, okay, child labor, all right. What was the purpose of Amy at or Lois Lane chucking the kryptonite spear into that little what that pool thing and then having to go back later to fetch it like what was she hoping to accomplish when she's like ah, i'll just throw it in here splash yeah. i was like what are you doing like i get you don't want anyone to use it against superman but you just threw it into this like <laughs> swimming pool <laughs> into the basement that's eventually yeah. going to be drained at some point right yeah. once everything once the damage control team comes and clears everything out but yeah she just throws it at the bottom of like the basement of this building a flooded basement it's like that, that's not a permanent solution dude and then she's like oh i know where it's at i'll have to go get it now again how did she know that that would kill doomsday she didn't know that general zod was used in the creation of doomsday and doomsday is now has kryptonian dna like ugh. how did she know she went back yeah. there without hearing anything i guess they all had comms batman gave yeah. them all comms uh, you want to get that spear now, please? She's like, I threw it down in the basement. <laughs> yeah. We'll go get it. It's uh, totally flooded. Uh, have we introduced Aquaman yet? Can he get it? <laughs> yeah, right. Like, hey, uh, don't we know this fish guy? I totally thought Aquaman was going to be the one to retrieve the spear. I was like, I'm not sure if that basement is like connected to the ocean, but Aquaman's going to get it. One of the other things that worked really well, which I loved, I, it was Wonder Woman. I mean, oh. I, I wasn't really worried about wonder woman i know a lot of folks were leading up saying that gal gadot is she wasn't beefy enough she didn't fill out the role enough i thought she killed it as Wonder she, Woman, especially during the doomsday fight oh she shined yeah like when he blasts her and she jumps in front with her freaking bracers i was like oh my god yes Yes. And then I love that her sword, her sword is able to cut Doomsday and actually hurt him. I yeah. love that. She seemed like she was the only person that was having, the only character that was actually enjoying themselves in the movie. <laughs> that fight 
with Doomsday was really, really awesome. It like it picked up this momentum, like Wonder Wonder Woman jumps in, all this stuff's happening, and it's going great. And they did something that I thought was a mistake. What's they that? They broke away from the fight. Because you remember um, Lois Lane tries to go get the little freaking kryptonite spear, and then the building falls in and traps her? Yeah. And suddenly, out of nowhere, Superman's like, what? I hear some thumping. Out of all the noise happening around him, like buildings are on fire, people are fighting, he can hear Lois Lane going on a freaking rock and he breaks <laughs> away from the fight they take this action-packed scene and it's going it's going it's going and they break it to have him go and save her uh, again i might add and it leads to a scene that's like supposed to be very like touching where he saves her and is she dead no they have like this moment and it's like dude there's a fight going on you just yeah. broke up a fight for like a little romantic you know i love you scene i like that wonder woman was smiling and almost seemed to be enjoying the fight oh she was in it yeah she was like i, I fought in creatures from other worlds before like this is no big deal different like, yeah i was like oh yes. this troll i yeah. thought she was perfect dude in yep. costume with the shield with the sword charging at doomsday swinging dodging it was spot on like, and no i know that's barred either yeah like, she was in it she came off as a very powerful character as she's supposed to be and even when she was uh, Diana Prince kind of cruising around, she came off as someone who was very smart, who very was confident. very, yeah, very confident, very beautiful. I thought they did a good job with her as Diana Prince. Like the the part, you know, where Bruce sets up that thing to basically download the data and it's going to take seven minutes. And then Alfred's like, okay, you know, it's ready. Go get it. And it's gone. And she just takes it and she walks back and smiles at him and then just keeps walking. Like she is basically saying, I have what you need and I'm going to use it. I'm better than you. You know what? I mean, she just kind of yeah. like just struts off. Like then, when she gets in her car, she looks back again and smiles, and then drives off. I thought that was such a good way to show her as a strong female character out of the Wonder Woman guys, just as a regular yeah. woman. And then later on, she's like, "Yeah, I can decrypt it. You can have it back." Yeah. Like, oh, where is it? Yeah, it's in your glove compartment. Stupid. Yeah, <laughs> I put like, it back. What? Damn, you got the drop on Batman. Yep. Like, holy, <laughs> broke into Batman's car. Yeah, that was yeah. that was so well done. Uh, yeah. So Wonder Woman, they got right. Batman, they got right. And what else? Superman, they still need to work on. Oh, Superman. And the problem is, is that they have Henry Cavill, who is a good looking Superman. He He, looks the role. Yeah, it's not a problem with him. It's a problem with the writing. No. He looks like it's, what I think Superman should look like. Yeah, he Henry Cavill is, I mean, they're all working with what they have, right? So the, my problems with the movie are not the actors whatsoever. Well, yeah. maybe Jesse Eisenberg will look to that. Even him, I, I, I don't think it's his fault. I don't think it's his fault, right? Henry Cavill has the, the problems for me with Superman bleed over from Man of Steel. I don't, I don't, I don't like that this is like, well, this isn't your, your granddaddy's superman this is a more modern superman with you guys are blowing it and, and i hate to compare i hate to co- recompare this with with marvel but look what they're doing with captain america they kept the boy scout in captain america and it works as yeah. goofy as a character named captain america think about that the morality and the aspects and the, and the moral compass they kept that they haven't been able to do that with Superman. They don't know what to do with Superman. They really don't. Yeah, because to me, what Batman versus Superman should be is Superman should be, as you said, kind of the Captain America. And Batman is essentially Iron Man. What we what we should be seeing is something similar to Civil War. The we Civil War. Had, yeah, yes, you know yes, what I mean? Yes. That comparison yes. that Superman should be the good guy, the good like, oh, I'm a nice guy. And that, you know. 
granted, if you're going to pick up from Man of Steel, he made a mistake. You know what I mean? With the whole destruction and all that stuff. But he should still be this freaking clean cut. I'm the wonderful person that everyone enjoys. And Batman should be the Iron Man. Like, I am a good guy, but I don't always agree with your methods. And it could even be yeah. so much as to say, you know, you are this power that's completely unchecked. We need to yes. do something about you, which is essentially, if you think about it, Civil War. When I came out of the movie and I was kind of like, uh, uh, you know, going through all the, the, the what should have been done and what was done, I was thinking, man, what they should have done was they should have really set up Superman to be this bright, lovable hero character, you know, really set him up as a god that a majority of the people are worshiping, right? Yep. And then something happens where everybody kind of rethinks it and goes, whoa, is he? Is he? He's a little dangerous. Uh, yeah. Should we have some sort of a contingency plan? And then I was thinking, oh, geez, well, that's 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 the war. <laughs> They're doing yeah. Marvel's already doing it. It's a shame that with Superman, Man of Steel, they didn't go with like, you know, for the first half of the movie or whatever, showing him as this great Boy Scout, whatever, and doing all these great things, flying around the world, doing all this wonderful stuff. And everyone's like, oh my God, Superman's so great. And then, you know, maybe in the second half, have General Zod show up, someone who's actually a real challenge to Superman, and then cause that destruction. Mm -hmm. So at least you get this Boy Scout sense out of Superman. You know what I mean? And this is the first time he's got a real challenge against General Zod, yeah. and that's where he makes his mistake. Like, I don't know how to fight someone like this. Batman is supposed to come, is supposed to be a super intelligent person he's supposed to kind of be in the background thinking all right all right cool let me keep an eye on this guy you know he, he's what are his true intentions kind of you know instead of just rushing in and being like no and i wish they would have just said you know hey i made a mistake and that's when batman realizes it you know what he was doing the right thing you know superman was doing the right thing you know when he fought general zod it was something he's never fought before now i see the same thing happening with doomsday i understand where he's coming from now he he was forced to you know fight as hard yeah. as he did and doesn't always have the choice to where he fights and i thought that would yeah. have been a good turning point for batman to say i get where you're coming from now i see general zod when you fought him he brought the fight to metropolis it wasn't your fault just like doomsday brought yes. the fight to metropolis not your fault they could have set up lex luther in that first movie in that regard like he wants to rise to power superman shows up you know everyone loves superman and then when zod shows up and causes destruction lex luther uses that turning point to try to turn the people away from superman so he can basically take that position as being yeah I, i'm the savior you know what i mean that's what should yeah. happen this movie is just it feels rushed his character was not clear at all his motive character's motivations anyways to me but especially by the time you get to the end of batman versus superman i get the impression that he's actually more than a little bit crazy well what do you mean and it might just be jesse eisenberg that's his name right is that yes, his name? Jesse eisenberg. yeah it, all his characters are almost all the same like in the movies he always talks with that same kind of quirk so i don't know if that's maybe it i get the impression like by the time i reached the end of the movie i thought he was pretty no pun intended but bat crazy does that thing where he's talking to that one woman uh i can't remember what she what she is the chick where he's like the red capes are coming the red capes are coming oh yes yeah he does that and then at the end in the jail cell like after batman does his little thing like oh, i'll always be here and then brands the wall instead of him he gets yeah. the cage and says oh you know you'll never be ready you'll never be ready ah, blah, blah. and i have a feeling it's alluding to dark side 
I don't, I don't like the over-the-top Jesse Eisenberg, Lex Luthor, man. Hopefully they fix it and when, now that he's bald. Yeah. <laughs> he, he kind of calms down a little bit. How does how does Lex know to, to drag Zod's body into that goo? Oh, and then drop his blood on it? And then drop his blood in there, and that's what does it. It's, oh, maybe the ship told him that, but, geez, that's such, uh, it took me out. Yeah, one thing that would have been cool if they would have done it is when he goes into the ship, like show him like getting all these flashes of stuff, you know, boom, 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 boom. So maybe like show a quick flash of, you know, what looks like Darkseid's arm. Cause maybe they don't know what Darkseid's going to look like, but you know, Darkseid's arm show like the cloning stuff, you know, show all this stuff happening really fast so that you see his brain is taking in all this information. Yeah. Something to allude to say that he got some kind of knowledge versus, okay, I went in the ship. Cool. There's all this stuff. I think they're going to clone this guy now. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> You nailed it. I know what to do. Bring me Zod's body. It's like, yeah. dude, you've only been there in like 15 minutes. But what did you think of that anyways? The um, uh, Lex Luthor's files. We got to see the Flash. That's that's Flash in the convenience store scene. If you look at that scene, man, when he when he saves the cashier, yeah. his the speed force and his speed totally destroys a lot of the stuff on the <laughs> shelves. So he yeah. probably did more damage. <laughs> whatever like, the dude just was let the wrong. dude steal a hundred bucks versus the eight hundred dollars of merchandise damage <laughs> he just did you know so when you hear that Aquaman's going to be in the movie that cyborg's going to be in the movie you think it's going to be more than like i don't know 15 seconds a piece yeah but you know i i liked it it's a cheap way to uh introduce several characters but like you know when they did cyborgs his was actually really cool I liked Cyborg's uh, little intro, but Aquaman's was kind of lame. You know, it's like, it starts like it's going to be cool. You know, you see this wrecked ship and then you see these glowing eyes. And then this dude with this beautiful long flowing hair kind of shows up, kind of stares at the camera for a couple of seconds and then hits the camera. Well, he does do that swim away thing, the boom. So that was kind of cool. I just thought it was the weakest one of them all. So you're right. I'm right there with you. I saw the glowing eyes and I was like, ooh, here it comes. And then he kind of comes out like, huh, huh, who's out there? Yeah. What's going on? He kind of comes <laughs> out like one of those eels. You know what I mean? It's You see it yeah. in the cave and you're like, oh, here it comes. And it just kind of sticks its head out like, hey, what's up? <laughs> yeah. I was like, That's it? Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't like how it was delivered. I thought it was very cheap. I thought it was very, that was the most horn shoot thing of all the horn shoot movie. Like, like Luther already gave him logos. They have <laughs> logos on yeah. them. What? You remember in the first couple X-Men movies where like Mystique would get on a computer and there would be a long list of like names and then you're looking through the names and you're like, oh, yeah. I recognize that name. I recognize that name. I recognize that name. Ah, it's cool. Easter eggs. They could have done that. They jumped a shark on that, dude. It was really poorly done. I think it's because they are trying to rush everything to catch up to Marvel. They don't want to spend three or four movies saying, oh, let's introduce Cyborg in a cool way. Let's introduce Aquaman in a cool way. Let's just say, hey, look, Lex Luthor knows about him. They're out there. Now Batman knows about him, and now we'll get them together because they have to fight. Do do a scene where they're in, you know, introduce Star Labs first. Even if they would have introduced Star Labs, that would have been like, oh, that's the, the Easter egg for cyborg that's cool yeah. let one of these world engines fall into the ocean and falls that's, down yes. so deep that some atlanteans uh, you know find it or encounters something that would have been a good you don't have to introduce aquaman himself even though they did it like oh look it's in lex luther's file any one of these i think would have worked as a stinger at the end of the movie 
with with the same amount of footage. You know what I mean? Yeah. But the fact that it was in Lex Luthor's like little laptop, like bloop bloop. Oh look, look at all these yeah. people. Bloop 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 bloop. It would have been yeah. much better as a stinger. Like roll up the credits and then boom, fade in and you know yeah. show Cyborg strapped to the wall yeah. and do that scene there. Because then you're like, oh snap, Cyborg. You know, it's not like oh look, I know every one of these people because I know what the emblem is for each of those icons. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they just, oh my God, just so friggin' ham-fisted. It was, it was bad. But we have our Justice League set up. And for me, like I said, overall, I was actually surprised. I was actually entertained. I liked it way more than Man of Steel. Like, way oh, yeah. more than Man of Steel. Like, if I were to rate this movie on a scale of 10, I'd probably give it a 6. Like, I thought it was above average. Yeah, I think that's about right. A 6. I would give it, I would go as far as giving it a 7 on the spectacle alone and and Batman Wonder Woman. Yeah, that's true. I think Wonder yeah. Batman and Wonder Woman would give it a, a give it a seven because they were both really, really, really well done. And it's the unfortunate writing of Superman that brings it down. Spoiler: <laughs> uh, Superman kind of dies at the end of the movie too. Oh yeah, so. we didn't even discuss that. We never even got to that part. But I thought at least his death was heroic. Yeah, I thought it was garbage. You didn't like it? it was, uh, no, 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 no. It was very cheap. You know, he's not going to stay dead. He doesn't even stay dead for the movie. No, right? no, no. And you know the end that. Of the movie. You already yeah. know that. Compare that death scene to Han Solo's death scene in uh, Star Wars. Well, Han's not coming back. <laughs> yes. That, that, my friend, is a death scene. But comparing Star Wars and any superhero movie, I think is like apples and oranges because people stay dead in Star Wars. Whereas in comics, it's almost expected. If someone dies, they're probably coming back. It just seemed very cheap. It, it's it was. I rolled my eyes. I, I really honestly thought you're really on top of everything, on top of your flashpoint, on top of the Dark Knight returns on top of everything you're really going to do the death of superman if this was six or seven movies into the franchise right and you've established and you you love superman and you know you as a character he's kicking ass, and then you kill him and you wonder like oh holy is this permanent are they really going to do a you know a death of superman but when you're doing it in the first act you know come on man yeah the funeral procession dragged on way too long that, right? That's what I'm that, that, I, that LSA dragged on too long. Like, and they could have probably cut to like 10 seconds of it and then done the whole conversation with Batman and Wonder Woman. Yeah. So I'll tell you who won this weekend, dude. All right. Matt Murdock. Matt Murdock. Do you won. really want to continue talking on the podcast and talk about uh, Daredevil now? <laughs> Daredevil was amazing. That's exactly what <laughs> every, anybody that's considering uh, any studio, any writer, any editor, any producer that's considering making a superhero type show, movie, whatever, watch season two of Daredevil. That's how it's done. That, that's all I'll say about it. It's my favorite thing comic related right now. We'll have to do a separate podcast for the Dart Hill. Wow. Cool. All right, so there you have it, folks. Batman versus Superman. Dawn of a franchise. I believe this is actually probably going to be, ironically, our longest podcast. <laughs> yeah, I like the movie. Yeah. <laughs> well, it was funny. Hours. Yeah, so when, when I went and saw it last night, like I sat down. I was like, okay, I'm ready for this. The guy comes out, stands at the front, says, hey, you know, my name's Bob. Our concession stand is open. If you need a restroom, it's over here. Emergency exit's right over here. You're looking at two hours and 40 minutes. And I was like, what? I was not ready for that. I was like, like two hours I can do, but two hours and 40 minutes? That's a long movie. i tell you what, though. I, I didn't feel it. I didn't. I, I, probably because I went like midday. Probably. I didn't go like to a nine or eight, eight or nine o'clock viewing. <laughs> I went right it, after work. <laughs> yeah, it, it didn't feel like a 
when I heard the runtime for the movie afterwards, I was like, wow, I didn't feel like it. Cool. But that's a long runtime. <laughs> that is a long runtime. Yeah, well, when you have to fit, you know, the Dark Knight Returns, uh, Flashpoint, Doomsday, the Death of Superman, uh, Funeral for a Friend, all these storylines, man, you're going to need a, a few hours to do that. That's true. That is very, very true. <laughs> all right, folks, thank you for listening. Thomas, where can these good people find uh, our stuff? They can go to www.comicreliefpodcast.com or facebook.com forward slash comic relief podcast or twitter.com forward slash comic relief pod and then the letter c or we're making use finally of our youtube channel which is youtube.com forward slash comic relief podcast Thank you for listening to the Comic Relief Podcast. We'll hope you join us next time as we continue to discuss all things comic book related. And until then, make mine Marvel. And see. And independent. Don't forget to check us out at comicreliefpodcast.com or you can visit our Facebook page at www.facebook.com forward slash comicreliefpodcast or go to our YouTube channel www.youtube.com forward slash comicreliefpodcast podcast and finally there is our twitter page which is twitter.com forward slash comic relief podc i'd like to give a special shout out to travis richards who did the music for the comic relief podcast visit his website at www.travisarichards.com All right, man. So let's. You want you ready to jump into it? Yeah. All right. Uh, hang on. Let me do one thing on my hand here. It's a good start. <laughs> <laughs> it was a long movie, and I, and I get the feeling that we're that this is going to be a, a long podcast. <laughs> I don't know because if, if if I can be honest right now, I fell asleep <laughs> during the movie. <laughs> Did you really? The call kind of went out for a second there. Oh. Great. Now I'm like Chad. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I'm in the car this time. Are you really? Yeah. <laughs>
Alicia recommended it. She, I was like, okay, because you know, you text me, and then the, Sophia's still walking around and stuff. And I was like, all right, guys, I gotta do this. You know, I need your help. Blah blah blah. She's like, why don't you just go to the car? And I was like, yes, good idea. You're like, I got something in my fanny pack for you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, did you just send me the power puff yourself? Ah, I meant to send that to Alicia. <laughs> <laughs> have you seen? Have you seen what I did on the Comic Relief podcast page? No, I haven't seen that yet. Dude, go to the Facebook page. We'll take a quick break. I think it should be the top post. I mean, other than the Deadpool one. The Deadpool one is the pinned one, but it should be the first post after that. It's pretty freaking funny. It's ironic that you sent me the Powerpuff yourself, because that's what it has to do with. Oh, you did do it. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's funny. I did mean you if the podcast was run by Powerpuff Girl fans. (laughs) Oh, that is funny, dude. That is too funny. Yeah, I just saw that, and I was going to send it to Alicia. Oh, man, that's cool. That's that's really cool, too. I like the football. Well, yeah, because you, you can do like a little side little thing, and I was like, oh, I'll give him a football. <laughs> that's funny. They had no Adam X doll, so I was kind of bummed. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, okay. Okay. I was wondering, I was like, why did he send me that? Did he just see the thing on the Facebook page? Totally, totally unrelated. That's funny. I'm picturing Zack Snyder laying in bed. 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 Zack Snyder laying in bed.